an eargasm of learning and a no-fuss show. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast, where you can learn straightforward topics about branding, digital entrepreneurship, online business, and many more with your charming host, John Santos, along with inspiring entrepreneurs, creators, and thought leaders worldwide. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creative Talk Podcast with me, John Santos. And today, we have a very, very special guest. I am excited. First, I respect this person so much. He is an awesome human being, very humble, very kind, very professional. Guys, you can say that I'm a fan because I respect this. Our special guest for today, guys, is a game changer. <laughs> his business is revolutionary. His character, is he's such an amazing human being. A coach, an entrepreneur, a personal trainer, a podcaster. He's a podcaster now, so congratulations for that. And he is also involved in the biggest fitness business events in scotland wow wow so guys we are in the presence of royalty <laughs> but but i respect this guy I, I love this person we've been working um together back then exchanging projects and the respect is always there i really love this person he is again guys he is an awesome human being you know you will discover why i'm always saying that when he talks about his ex- expertise his journey and his business later in the show so again guys let's all welcome our very special guest josh mcgonagall welcome to the show bro wow what an intro thank you jan i appreciate that thank you so much yeah happy to be here looking forward to discussing in more detail and hopefully helping people out with their business and mindset josh i've said this off cam you know we're exchanging messages and i'm gonna say it again bro thank you so much for being with us here in the show i know you're a very busy person but spending the time to be with us here our listeners or viewers so thank you so much brother no no problem at all as i say it's a pleasure to be here and and hopefully you know we can help the people out because that's why we do this you know this is why you do it this is why i do it and and we love this so yeah Let's Hope do you this. All enjoy it. Yes. So, um, man. Uh, well, I know you. We're friends, but a lot of our listeners and viewers out there, I think they they only see. Well, this this is natural. They only see the the top of the iceberg. You know, the success story. When when mm. they do visit your IG, they will see the posts of your events and everything. But they don't know the journey, right? So, uh, my question is, who inspired you, or who influenced you, or what? What influenced you to be in this position of greatness that you are right in? Bro, please share your story. The floor is yours. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the thing for me is it's probably maybe different to a lot of people. The thing for me, it wasn't so much that I had this burning desire or anything. It's just that I didn't want to work for anyone. I didn't really want to work with or for anyone that was going to essentially tell me what to do or how I should live my life. So I think that's kind of how it started. Now, just to rewind a little bit before that, I went down the usual path, the educational path, like most people, college, university. And it wasn't until year three in in university that I decided, I don't really want to do this anymore. I feel like I've learned all that I need to know, and it's now time for me to implement. And I remember having these discussions with a lot of the people that were still in in the classes that I was doing, and 
they were struck by fear a little bit. I think it was that fear of the unknown. And I think that's what holds so many people back as well is that they're constantly searching for more and more qualifications because they're not quote unquote ready yet. When actually you're never going to be ready. I think you've got to at some point take that leap. And, and thankfully for me, it happened early on. So I decided that I started uh, a boot camp in my local area. So a fitness boot camp. And I remember I had a, a spreadsheet and I was going through and I was knocking on doors and I was taking names of everyone that was maybe interested. And I remember naively counting up all the money that I was going to make. So all these people that had promised me that they were going to show up and I started adding up all the money and I started thinking, Do you know what, this, this could work. And then when I first did my class and I'm, I'm checking the time and I'm thinking, did I give everyone the right time, the right day? Nobody showed up, Jan. Nobody, Nobody showed up. Nobody showed up. Correct. Nobody showed up. But but how, so, how many were you targeting for, for that first so, event? I, I mean, I would say that I went to at least 100, 150 Oh, houses. man, nobody showed up. Nope. And I had 20 to 30 emails, I would say, that, that were 100%. I'll be there. I'm interested. <laughs> and I'll show up. And you know what made it even worse, Jan? It was free. Oof. It was actually free. So I was thinking to myself, right, I'll put the first one on for free. But then I'm going to start charging, then I'm going to make this amount, this amount, this amount. But nobody showed up. So I remember standing there thinking to myself, Do you know what? I can either go home, mm. forget about it and just say this isn't for me. You know, obviously right. no one's interested. Or I can stick this out. So I remember standing there and it was actually a really rainy day. And I started just planning the session as if people were there just to give myself that little bit more experience. And I think that was quite a pivotal moment for me because it made me realize if I can get through this and nobody shows up, imagine what I can do when one person shows up, two people show up. And that was, I think it was quite a blessing in disguise at that point. Obviously, you know, when things happen and some of the listeners can probably agree when bad things happen or quote unquote bad things happen, we look at it as the negative standpoint. And I think it's so important that people understand that you cannot have the good without the bad. You cannot have the positive without the negative. We've constantly got this pull from each direction. So if you are focusing on a perceived negative experience, it's because you're blind to the upside or the positives. So that was one thing that I think came to me naturally, maybe through the, the content that I was consuming as well. And, you know, the environment I was around that, that probably made a big difference too. And then fast forward when I got a job in a gym and I really started my personal training career, I felt like I was unstoppable. I genuinely felt like there was nothing that was going to hold me back. And sorry, Jan, something popped up there. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is that I felt unstoppable. I felt like nothing was going to hold me back and I managed to build up my client base quite quickly. And then from there, I remember having a conversation with my manager at the time about starting a bigger boot camp. And that's actually how the NitroFit idea came about. So again, fast forward, we now run fitness boot camps, we have gyms, we run events, and that's kind of the situation we're in now. And it's just came from stepping out that comfort zone and believing in myself. So if I could give anyone any advice from this podcast and this episode is just trust your gut, believe in yourself, and you're going to make mistakes. It's part of the journey, but you will eventually learn from it. Oh, wow, man. We were in the introduction part and you were like throwing knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb already. Wow. Uh, Josh, let me just throw in um, a follow-up question because I'm really 
I never I never knew that story, man. Uh, we've been friends for, for for quite some time, but I never mm-hmm. known about uh, that story. When that happened, you know, you have a uh, a list of let's say approximate a hundred hundred people that said through email or call that they will come and then nobody showed up were you not and i want you to be honest bro were you not you know afraid and doubted yourself because you know a lot of our listeners and viewers are in that same position maybe now or they were in that same position and it's natural you know you see something that you think it's not working out so with that situation happening, bro, please explain what are the thoughts, the negative thoughts that were playing in your mind because that's, that's something that would bombard you, bro. Yeah, so it's such a good point. And I think the thing for me is because I was so passionate about it and I knew what I could do and I knew what value I could bring to people, there was always going to be a bit of doubt because, you know, when you expect 20, 30 people to show up and nobody does, you're going to doubt yourself. You're going to, but I, I kind of switched it to a perspective of maybe the strategy was wrong rather than I was wrong, if that makes sense. So it was more about maybe I need to change the strategy. Maybe I need to go about it differently. Maybe I need to explain a bit, do a better job of explaining what it is that I'm actually doing. Because I think sometimes business owners can be good at that. They, they have the, the perfect product and the service, but they're not very good at selling it. They're not very good at marketing it to other people. Because without attention, you know, you're not going to get anyone coming to your business or, or working with you. So, yeah, that doubt was always there. But I think for me, is following that passion and, and just believing in yourself. And I think because it happened on the first class, I think it actually made it better. Love because that. I think sometimes it, sometimes it could have happened maybe three, four, five classes in. Mm. And then you maybe doubt yourself more because you've actually tried it and you've had people mm. and then they've fell fallen off. So there's always going to be that self-doubt, but you just need to block that out. You know, that, that self-doubt usually comes from other people's opinions and, mm. and, other, and other, other things that people have said. Josh, you, know, I, I very much... you mentioned that other people's opinion, and I was about to ask you another follow-up question. How about the people, when you were in that situation, the people around you, you know, your community, your tribe, your family, and I'm sure nobody, you know, not everyone was in the support mode, there are what we call the naysayers, right? Have you ever experienced that and how did you deal with it? Yeah, I think I I have for sure. When I first decided that I wanted to do personal training and go down that route, I remember my mom and dad being a little bit unsure if that was going to be a stable income. Um, But again, that was just based on their, what they've heard. There was no real facts for me. And I think because I was passionate about it, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a try. Because there's always going to be a job out there that I can get, but I'm not always going to get this time. So that was my inspiration. Maybe a little bit of proving people wrong. There was probably a little bit of that, Jan, as well. But there was no one really telling me that I couldn't do it. There was more just people saying, are you sure? You know, questioning a little bit. So I think that that was probably the biggest thing for me. But as I say, with that experience came a lot of self-belief. And then that self-belief grew and grew and grew to the point where I genuinely believe now that I can transform anyone's business because I've done it myself. Wow. You know, I started, I'm not saying I started from, you know, really difficult circumstances mm. by no means, mm. but I built the business from nothing. I, I mean, I didn't invest any money into it to start. Right. 
we just grew it from there. And I say we because I now have a business partner exactly. as well. But yeah. Wow, I love that. The, I can feel the energy and the confidence to really transform a business from A to B and, and probably beyond that. Wow, Josh, you mentioned that. You are in a position that, and I know this, you are in the position that, that really makes an impact, revolutionizing business, bringing people to, to get what they really desire. And, and I love that. I love that. That's, I believe that is something that we really need in this generation and what it is to come. Now, having said that, I'm excited. Our listeners and our viewers are excited to learn more from that core. Tips to triple your business. And, and and this is connected to your business. And I want you to, you know, along the way, um, explain how and why and what's the connection between the topic and your business. Because, guys, uh, I took this from, from their business, this line. So I'm excited because I know Josh here is an expert and he can really bring, bring so much value regarding tips to triple not just double guys triple your business the floor is yours brother feel free to share thank you jan yeah i think the first things first i think you need to be passionate about it i think you need to do something that you love because if you're not there's going to be someone out there that does love what you do that's going to outwork you and is going to beat you to that to those clients and, and so forth so i think you've got to do something you enjoy because you're gonna if you're gonna be doing it for a long time you're gonna want to wake up every morning and not feel like it's a chore. So that would be number one. Do something that you're passionate about, first and foremost. And then I think, figure out exactly if there's a, a need for it. You know, what specifically are you, what, what solution do you have to people's problems? What's, what can you help people get a result for? And is it going to change their life? Is it going to change their life? And I think that's one of the biggest things that we focus on in, in the coaching side of things. We, you know, we help a lot of coaches and personal trainers to grow their business. And you need to be clear and triple down on that demographic. You know, I don't think that you necessarily need to have a niche, but I think you need to be specific on who it is that you want to speak to. And you'll see it as well, Jan, all the time. People post on social media and try and appeal to everyone rather than understanding that it's impossible to please everyone. You just need to, whether you've got 100 followers, 1,000 followers, 10,000 followers, mm. not everyone on your page is going to want to listen to what you have to say. There might be some people from school. There might be some mm. people from the past. And that's okay. Mm. We're only trying to speak to that maybe 10, 15, 20% that does care. I remember uh, so, I read an article about that, that if you're, ser if you're trying to serve everyone, you'll end up serving no one. Yeah, it's 100% true because, and I think that's what people struggle with, you know, mentally as well, is there are people pleasers. They're always trying to please other people. And that's why they beat themselves up and they don't trust their decisions. And I think being a business owner, you have to be a decision maker. You can't be this indecisive. So you have to, at some point, trust your gut. But as I say, demographic-wise, you have to have that ideal client in your head so that you know who you're speaking to. And then I think from there, you need to get attention. You need to have, create that product or that service, and then you need to get attention. Now, this is probably a good time to discuss the events. Now, you did mention that at the start, Jan. Now, we have no experience in events, zero. And we put one of the biggest ones on in Scotland just a month ago. Now, that wasn't because we did loads of research, we knew all this stuff. We did it because we knew that what we had to say was worth listening to. 
and that people needed to pay attention. So it was a win-win for us, Jan. We didn't make a lot of money from it. In fact, we might have lost a little bit of money, but it wasn't for that. The reason we did that was for the attention. It was for the authority. And we got some... How many... Sorry, Jan? Sorry, yeah. How many was uh, the, How many attended the, the event? I'm excited. So there was just over... Well, there was just over 120 people. Mm. Now, the reason it was that was because it was the fitness community. So it was all to do with ah, personal trainers right, and coaches. Right. Now, well, that's a big number, considering that it's really a focus on the core, you know, that that field of expertise. Wow, man, congratulations. Yeah, it was, thank you. I appreciate it. And I think the big thing, it was just trying to be specific. You know, we, we knew what we wanted to try and deliver and we knew what we wanted to help people with. And it really helped. I mean, it really helped in terms of our business, the, the authority we have. And it took about three months of, of planning in terms of from the idea to starting it. We, we chose the name on day one. We, we decided on our guests after a week. We even had booked some of our guests, uh, guest speakers as well, before we even sold our first ticket. But it was just because we believed in what we were doing. And I think anyone out there that is struggling, you know, you might have that great product or that great service, but if you're not currently getting attention, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. There's, there's businesses out there that make better burgers than McDonald's do, but why do people keep going back? They've got all the attention. So just, again, food for thought, but anyone can build a big business. You've just got to believe in yourself. You've got to triple down on what you know and stick to that. And then again, build a team that, that supports that vision as well that are going to help you along that journey because there's only so much you can do on your own. Wow. Powerhouse, Josh. Another follow-up question. Um, you, you, you're heavy on focusing on, you know, establishing that attention making that attention and i totally agree you know may it be in social media events or any other aspects but you need to establish that powerful and solid attention now my follow-up question is for all those listeners and viewers out there that are new in their journey either be in business or in life and they they understood okay josh you're right we need attention we we definitely agree but what are the basic things that we can do to attract or make that reach connected to attention? How can we build that attention? Can you share some basic tips where our listeners and viewers can start off with? Yeah, for sure. So I think the, the thing that I'll use our perspective, because this is probably easier and then try and relate it back. So when it comes to coaches and personal trainers and, and people in the fitness industry, what we do with them is we again, make them figure out who their ideal client is and who that demographic are. Then we do a process where we actually dig a little bit deeper and we discuss what are they thinking? What are they hearing? What are they listening to? Where do they spend time? What's their environment look like? So that we have this clear understanding of it all. Now, once you actually do that, all the answers are going to appear because coffee shops, they're paying for memberships they're not using, they're saying that they're overweight, they're being nasty to themselves, they're saying all these things. You know, you know what it's like. And but again, it's difficult as a coach because we have the solution. We know how to help these people. So in terms of that attention, you just need to try lots of different things. I wouldn't stick to one strategy. I think Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, I mean, you could name them all. I think it's such an incredible platform you have there that's free. And then obviously you've got paid advertisement as well. You could do that. 
There's also, especially where we live as well, we've got free billboard pages like Facebook groups for local communities. You can join them. I mean, I'm still a bit of a sucker, Jan, for old school stuff too, you know, like door to door, like leaflets, speaking to people, um, collaborations, local businesses. um, Podcast guestings and collaborations. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think I I would never limit to just one thing. I think you've got to try lots of different things. And then once you know that one thing's working, then maybe triple down on that for for a month or so. And then maybe January comes and then Mm. things slightly change. Try something else. Triple down on that. Nice, nice. Wow. Thank you so much, Josh, for share, first sharing your story, your journey, the, the core of why you do the things that you do, and then giving us powerful tips and, you know, answering follow-up questions that really, really, I believe, man, I learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners and viewers are going to be excited to continue their journey in life. Now, we are not done yet, Josh. We are not done yet. We just finished the parts that we are serious because now it's time for us to play a game. <laughs> it's a tradition here in the show, uh, Josh. Um, we will play a game that we call the Creative Fast Talk. I will ask you questions and you are not allowed to spend much time thinking what the right answer is. The first word that comes into your mind, boom, shoot. And you need to be 100% honest. (laughs) I'm excited. Let's go. (laughs) All right. Okay. First question. Sun or snow? Sun. Structured or chaotic? Chaotic. Love or money? Love. If you were an animal, Josh, what animal would you be and why? A lion. King of the jungle. Mm, Right. Next. Popcorn and movies or dinner and dancing? Dinner and dancing. Your favorite color and why? Green, football team. Ah, right, right. I'm a football fan as well. Next question. Mountains or the beaches? The beaches. Passenger or driver? Driver. Josh, what are you afraid of? Heights. <laughs> okay. Why? What, what, what happened? Did something happen? Do you know what? It's one of these things, Jan. It's more of a fear of falling than it is heights. Now, I'm six foot five. I'm very tall. Mm. Every time I get to something close, I, I feel like someone's going to push me. So one thing that I'm trying to work on, and, and this is interesting that we brought this up, mm. is my girlfriend, we were chatting about fears and, and things like this, and I can't think where this fear came from, and there's nothing else that I'm really afraid of. Mm. So I'm going to yeah. try and work on That's it. That's the reason why I asked, Josh. That's the reason why I asked. You know, th- th- usually, if you're afraid of something you have that fear it it it's something connected to something happened before or you know that's why i ask yeah it's really interesting and i think you know i've been having this thought myself as well jan and we've decided you know what i'm gonna try and conquer this fear because i want to prove that point that you know it's silly and i know it's silly and and i think you know i I can see lots of other people and and it's just this false evidence appearing real there's Mm. there's nothing truly to be afraid of so Mm. Yeah, that's something I'm going to really work on. We've actually booked um, to go to this place called Go Ape, mm. which is over here in the UK, which is essentially like you're in the treetops and you're doing lots of different Ooh. zip wires mm. and stuff like this. So I'm, I'm trying to focus on the, the excitement of it. Because as right. I said at the very beginning of the podcast, people are out of balance. Now, mm. for a long time, I've always focused on the negative side of heights. Right. But now I'm going to treat it as a, you know, mix that back up again and, and focus on the beauty of it. 
get some GoPros and I'm excited to see when you release it online. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> Next question, brother. Movies or books? Books. All right. Since you answered that, there are ta- uh, next question connected to that. What are the top three books or author for you all time? Oh, that's a good question. It's <laughs> funny when you said books. The reason I hesitated was that I'm more audio books than I am books. Ah, I like yeah, to yeah. I like to walk and listen. Um, the the first book that stands out to me is actually Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Mm. And and the reason I say that is because it's just such a hard-hitting book and the amount of stuff that he's gone through in his life and, and became a Navy SEAL and, mm. and, you know, the pull-up world record and everything else, I'm like, I can't make an, ever, I can't make an excuse ever again. Right, <laughs> I right. just can't. Um, apart, I, there's a book I'm listening to just now called Influence. Um, I think it's by Robert Cicchini or something like that. It's mm. a really, really good book. It's all about persuasion and discussion and communicating and okay it's it's such a difficult question there's so many (laughs) um one more to go do you know what i'll say gary vaynerchuk jab 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 right hook oh yeah yeah because that was a very early on one for me Mm. and it was one that really opened my eyes to the the whole process of giving without expectation bringing value up front first for free mm, mm. and then asking later for about your, your product. Exactly. Sales. That's also one of my choices. Not in the top three though, but it's shaped me who I am right now. Love that. Love that. Next question, Josh. What is always inside your bag when you were a kid? Food. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay. Next question. Josh, what is your dream superpower and why? The ability to help people understand their true potential, Ooh. I would probably say. Now, I think it's, it's quite a deep one, but I genuinely mm. think mm. It's, it's the truth. I, I want people to, to discover that they've got more. Mm. They've got more in the tank and, and you shouldn't be held back. You know, I, I see it all the time that people 60s, 70s, 80s and, and beyond regretting not taking that leap or that risk and that chance. And I think the biggest thing for me is speaking to our generation mm. and the generations to come that there's nothing to lose. You know, right. take these risks and, and take that leap, especially if it's something you genuinely care about. Love that. Love that. And, you know, regret is something that will haunt you until you're dead. That That is a bad, bad spot when you're dealing with regret. So, when you're still in the game, it's not over yet. No, go push forward and reach your dream. I love that. I love that, Josh. Nice. Next question. This is kind of weird. Soap or toothbrush? Toothbrush. All right. What is the weirdest food you've ever tried eating? That's a good question. It's hard to, to think, actually. Do people normally pause this long? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, depending on which hit them most. <laughs> I think the thing for me with food, I think I'm just very much standard. I like the, the standard foods. Mm. I occasionally maybe stretch a little bit further. and Especially when you travel, right? Restaurant. When you travel, yeah, you maybe. need to try different cuisines and whatnot. Of course. Of course, but I've not traveled in so long now. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, okay, okay. 
this last question, Josh, might turn into something serious depending on how you take the question, okay? Question is, if you have the power to bring back someone back from the dead, who would it be and why? Only one. Hmm. Such a good question. Really got me thinking. I, you know, I'm fortunate that I've not really lost anyone mm. super close family, right? grandparents, things like that, but nobody really, really close. But I think if I had, that would probably be the, the standout answer. Mm. So I'm trying to think from maybe like a, a business. Oh, I've got one. Go, got go, one. go. Andrew Carnegie. Okay. Andrew Carnegie. So Andrew Carnegie, through a lamp, uh, I can't even say that word, through a lamp, I can't even say it. He's a, a business businessman actually based in Dunfermline. Is it the is, is it the word that you're looking for, a philanthropist? That's the word. All right, That's okay. the word. Okay. So he's a, a businessman from actually originally Dunfermline, which is where I stay. Right. And he went on at one point to become the richest man um, on the planet. Mm. Steel industry, trains, all that sort of stuff. Ah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a museum not not far from my house and I've always thought it'd be super interesting just to see, you know, from a small town with that mindset to really take over the whole world and and essentially, you know, have such a successful business and wealth, etc. So I think that would be interesting to to have a conversation about. Okay, since you mentioned that, so you have you, you have that power and you use and he's back. What would you ask him? One question only. What would you have done different? Mm. Now, the reason I say that is because it's very much surface level. We always look at what people have done, but someone that you may look at and think that they've achieved everything that you might want, Mm. they've probably still got some form of regret as well. Yes, I love that. Josh. So, yeah, that would probably be what I would say. I think it would be interesting and and it puts into perspective. I think a lot of people listening that might look up to someone and and they think that they've got this perfect life. They've got the perfect life, the two kids, the business. Mm. That person's probably still got things that they wish that they had different or that you have that they've not. And I think it's it's an important reminder. I love that, man. And I totally agree. You know, you will you with those questions instead, you will you will find more. You know, people, they, they have so much more to tell and to share. And that question can trigger a lot more. So imagine, imagine having that conversation, man. <laughs> I'm amazed. Thank you so much, Josh. You have been a wonderful, wonderful guest in this episode. You started sharing your journey and then giving us powerful tips you know, answering silly questions and still giving us tips along those silly questions. I love that. Josh, thank you so much. Um, I know you have a lot of, you mentioned events, social media projects, accounts, online releases. The floor is yours. Feel free to plug and promote them, my friend. Yeah, I I appreciate that, Jan. And and again, thanks for having me. The biggest thing for me is, just this ability to help people, you know, that if, if I can leave one last message for everyone is just go do that thing that you've always wanted to do. Just take that chance, take that risk. Um, you're definitely not going to regret it. So I think for me, in terms of what I've got going on, you can find me, my, my business page is NitroFit, at NitroFit. My personal page is at Josh McGonagall, which is my name. And yeah, just check it out. Let me know what you thought of the episode. If you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to help. 
Um, but thank you again, Jan. You're you're someone I, again I really admire too. Just to to bring that back and. You know, thank you to Jan, yeah, for, for these episodes and, and to all the listeners. I really appreciate it and thank you. Thank you again, Josh. So again, guys, feel free to connect with Josh. I'm sure he can help you in your journey towards success. This is Jan Santos of the Creative Talk Podcast with our amazing guest, Josh McGonigal. Have a positive outlook in life. Smile. God bless. Thank you for being with us here on the Creative Talk Podcast. I'm your host, John Santos. Don't forget to listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. See you again, always.